is a beautiful day. Today is Monday, December 13th, 2021. Thank you so much for tuning into this debut episode of the Bold Choice Podcast. I am your host, Adrian Morrell, and if we haven't met already, it is an absolute pleasure to meet you. So today is a day that I've been waiting for for quite a while, even dating back to the early quarantine days of 2020, where a lot of us were at home, you know, school was shut down, a lot of businesses were shut down, we couldn't go to sporting events or the movie theaters, so we're pretty much confined to our homes. And I spent a lot of time, you know, trying to find things to do, and I'm sure you did as well. I I downloaded TikTok, which, you know, looking back, may have been a good move, maybe it wasn't, because I wasn't a fan of it prior to COVID, and I had my reasons because I just felt like it was just an app that was pointless, and now it's one of my most used apps every week on my screen time, so I clearly did something wrong there. But aside from that, I I wanted to branch out and try something new, and I thought about making a podcast because a lot of people were were at home. They can record stuff and put it online and, and, and go from there. So I thought of doing the same thing. And I didn't go the rest of 2020 without starting the podcast because I, I felt like it was going to be a bad idea. You know, I'm, I'm quite soft-spoken. I, I don't necessarily talk a lot about things unless it's something that's super important or, you know, meaningful to me. So, you know, I kind of just scrapped the idea and went on with my life. And I go into the new year and I'm still thinking that I should branch out and step out of my comfort zone and try new things. So that's what I did. You know, I I left my old job and started a new job. um, And I tried new things where I'd feel a lot more confident with myself. And I still had the idea of the podcast floating around in my head it was kind of like that angel and devil type scenario where you got both on your shoulder telling you that it's a good idea and it's a bad idea. And I didn't know what to do. And I asked my friends and they said, do it, make a podcast. If it works out, it works out. And if it doesn't, then it doesn't. You know, you, you only regret the things that you don't do. So, you know, I followed their advice and I said, okay, I'll do it. And I went the whole summer without doing it. And then I started my school year back in person and I didn't have the time to to work on it because of school and because of work. So I thought to myself, maybe this podcast thing won't work. And then I remember talking to a few friends in class and one of them was going to be featured on someone else's podcast um, of someone that they had met on Tech Talk which seems to be the case most of the time. You you meet someone and, you know, you become friends with them and so on and so forth. So they were telling me, yeah, I'm doing a, I'm a podcast segment. I'm excited. I've never done a podcast. I really wonder what it would be like if I did my own. And then I said, well, for a long time, I was thinking of doing my own. I just haven't had the time to do it. And she said, definitely go for it. You know, let me know how it goes. So... I went and started that whole process. I I went and, you know, searched up how to start a podcast, what you need, because I assumed you needed all the fancy equipment that radio hosts use, where you can honestly just use a simple app on your phone. And I'm literally using the voice recording app right now. 
and I'm in the process of getting my own microphone and, and hopefully improving on that. But there were so many other things that had to happen behind the scenes. I had to create a brand and the name and the logo and publish something onto onto various websites and, and all the logistics that I didn't even know existed in, in making a podcast. I, I literally thought you can record something and upload it, you know, with a snap of a finger. And clearly I was wrong. And it's been a lot of hard work. It's been a lot of time, um, you know, being dedicated to this. But it is something that's important to me. And I wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't something that I thought was a good idea. And, you know, we're going into a new year where maybe you feel things have gone extremely well for you and maybe it hasn't. And for myself, I've been extremely blessed this year to have had so many opportunities given to me to improve, you know, who I am as an individual. And I feel like by doing this podcast, it'll help me grow. And I don't expect to become a popular podcaster overnight. I That's not my intention with this. What I want to do with this is to talk about stuff that is important to me and is important to you because I want this podcast to be your podcast as much as it is mine. And I say this because there's only so much I can talk about, right? And I don't want you getting bored of my voice. Maybe you're already bored. I, I don't know. But I want to talk about things that matter. And maybe it's sports. Maybe it's what's happening in the world. Maybe it's something to do with, you know, the newest celebrity couple. There's a whole bunch of things and there's a whole variety of topics we could cover. And that's why I rely on you, the audience, because I want to know what you want to hear. You know, if you're dedicating time out of your day to listen to this, I want to make it worthwhile for you so you can tune in and and enjoy what you're listening to and obviously look forward to the next time this podcast comes out because... It will be a weekly podcast. It will be, you know, me recording things within a certain time frame and having it uploaded by a certain day and time. That way you're able to to listen to it whenever it's convenient for you. And, and I know it's not always going to be easy. I know you have work and school and, and other things. Maybe you have families, um, you know, to take care of. That's That's okay. I understand. That's life. I'm not trying to get in the way of all those things. I'm just trying to f- provide an escape and another source of enjoyment for you and I'm gonna cover as much as I can cover and sometimes I might rely on on what you want to hear so there's a lot of ways you can be involved in this and I'll try to keep you as involved as I possibly can because you can message me with what you want to hear if it's a certain topic if it's a certain sport or team or song or movie or tv show or whatever tiktok trend let me know. I won't be offended. I won't, you know, go crazy over it. I'll do my research if I have to, and I'll go from there. Because I want you to enjoy this, and I want this to be not only a sense of enjoyment, but I want this to be a safe place, and I want this to be a podcast that is accepting and inclusive and as open-minded as we can possibly be. And I know there's going to be times where I may be biased, and I may feel strongly about something and that honestly happens with with certain issues and events around the world there's there's so much we could talk about without getting emotional and without getting upset but 
that's that's the way that you know we we need to work together to to make this a better place for for everyone really and we need to take that step and and bring awareness to things that need to be talked about and maybe there's something in your life that maybe you want other people to know about and maybe there's something that affects you or someone you love that you want me to talk about or maybe you want to talk about because in future episodes I will incorporate that where I can have you join in through a call or we could do it via zoom or however it works you know we'll figure out that technology aspect of it all um, in coming episodes but yeah that that's basically what I wanted to say you know this podcast it's not your average podcast it's going to be quite unique and I don't know how exactly you're going to respond to it I don't know how it's going to do in terms of audience but I'm I'm willing to work hard on this I'm willing to to give everything I have because I feel like if if I don't do the way I want to do it and it just won't be authentic so you can message me about what you want to hear you can message the official tiktok twitter and instagram for the bull choice podcast i will have a way of getting those to you um whatever is convenient for you just reach out to me send a message and also not just content but whatever you you like or don't like about the show let me know because this is just the first episode i know there's going to be a few hiccups along the way um i'm still trying to figure out a way to keep everything balanced and and keep things entertaining for you all but if there's something that works or doesn't work for you definitely let me know i'll see what i could do to improve because i i consider this to be a puzzle where you know i'm missing a lot of pieces and i'm trying to find different pieces and put them in different places and it's nowhere near a finished product yet we're just getting started and there's gonna be a lot of times where i'm gonna be playing around with things and the layout may be different or the the way that i include you the audience in this may be different as well so please bear with me on that um but i just kind of want to give you a general overview of this podcast and in terms of today's episode i don't want to waste more time so i'll give you a quick breakdown of what to expect because there's three particular segments all three of them are things that i find really important and the first segment i'll get this out of the way i'll I'll spoil it for you it's about a team that i love that is near and dear to my heart a team that i've supported for well over 15 years ever since i was a kid a team that i literally work for so there's a lot of clues that i've i've given you and I'm I'm sure you've probably clued in on on who I'm referring to exactly, but the second segment is also sports related, but has more to do with next year. And if you tune into that, you will know exactly why I'm talking about specific sports teams in 2022 and why it's so significant to me and to the rest of you. And then our third and final segment for this episode will be quite interesting because it has a lot to do with why this podcast has the name that it has. So I'll make sure that you tune into that because that is going to be a very entertaining segment, in my opinion. It's going to be something where you might only want to tune in just for that to see what I talk about. And I won't spoil 
today's topic because you're gonna have to wait and see. So I make I'm making sure that you're you're listening um until then for sure. But each episode in the future will have three core segments and I'll try to incorporate, you know, what kind of music I like and, and I'll and you'll learn more about me as we go. Um I'll do my best to kind of make sure that you know who I am and where I come from and and who exactly you know you're listening to because maybe you know me already maybe I work with you maybe I go to school with you or I've known you for a long time but there will be people who are going to be completely brand new to this and don't know anything about me so I want to help you know who I am and uh, hopefully as this goes I'll learn more about you as well so I think I've done a good enough intro and kind of giving you a broad overview of not only this episode but future episodes as well and I'll say this many times throughout this episode your feedback will mean a lot um, to to how this podcast goes in the future because I want to know exactly you know how I'm doing and maybe there's something that doesn't work for you maybe there's something that you absolutely love let me know I, I want to hear it I I won't get offended I won't I won't tear up over, you know, your your hateful comments. But without further ado, I think we're going to head right into our next segment. You're going to hear a quick song before that segment starts. Let's see if you know what it is. So for the purpose of this and to to keep you somewhat entertained if if hockey's not your your favorite sport or interest I'm just going to talk about what's happened on and off the ice for the past week or so because a lot has happened and as of today December 13th the fortunes of this team have changed considerably but to understand why we need to go back to a certain weekend in early to mid-November where things were just falling apart and this was a weekend where we played Colorado, Las Vegas and Anaheim and we lost all those games and we didn't just lose we got obliterated because in the first two games of that weekend or that road trip at least we surrendered 19 goals in those three games. 19 goals. That usually doesn't happen. And after the game against Anaheim, which was a team that we probably could have beat if we were playing on an NHL level, everybody was pulling out the pitchforks. Everybody was ready to riot. And I say this not to make fun of of riots but because Vancouver has a history of riots especially for the Canucks so a lot was going awfully and fans were complaining like if you were on Twitter and you follow a lot of Canucks related accounts you would know just how bad it was like you didn't even want to go on the app because you knew exactly what you were going to see it was just a lot of complaining a lot of people wanting this to happen and that to happen and it was oh it was just a toxic place at a toxic time 
and people were calling for changes. You know, they wanted a trade or they wanted the coach to be fired or the GM to be fired and people were revolting. You know, they were saying that they weren't going to go to any more Canucks games. They were going to cancel their season ticket membership, all, all kinds of stuff. And for myself, I just sat back and, and watched everything crumble because there's nothing I could have done. I don't work for for the management or the coaching staff. I'm not a player, so I can't do anything except support this team. But at that point, how can you support the team when they're doing so poorly? Especially in a season where we went into the season with so much optimism and, and expectations. Because last season it didn't go according to plan. It was a very strange season. Obviously, there was the COVID outbreak for the team. And everybody just wanted to forget about that. You know, last season is last season. Get it out of your brain and focus on this season, which is, quite honestly, could be the first full 82-game season since 2018-2019. So we made a lot of changes in the offseason. We, we did a lot of things to make our team better. And rightfully so. If we wanted to overcome last season, we had to be better. We had to improve in so many different aspects that we struggled with last season. And we went out in free agency and we went out and made trades and we brought in players that fit this team and fit how we should be playing. And on paper, the team looked amazing. It was arguably the deepest team we've had in a long, long time. And there's so much talent across the board and... We we all had expectations that this team would be a playoff team. We'd we'd fight Vegas and Edmonton for one of the top spots in our division, so on and so forth, and that hasn't happened yet. We've played at a level where it's just shocking because with the amount of star power this team has, with the amount of talent, there was no reason for this team to be losing games as often and as bad as we were. And so early into the season, there's no way we should have been ready to call it a season and and give up Um, because that's what we tend to do. When things get tough, we just fall apart and we just give up. And the team was struggling, but also they were not getting the support that they needed. At home games, you know, fans were leaving early because they didn't want to watch the remaining minutes of a loss. And that weekend kind of set a chain of events in motion because we go into a matchup on Saturday, December 4th. So just over a week ago. And we play a very good Pittsburgh Penguins team. And we've just come off two straight wins against Montreal and Ottawa. So we have this sense of confidence and we have a two-game winning streak going back home into what is a long homestand throughout the first half of this month. And we're expecting a good performance. Anytime you can see the Pittsburgh Penguins in town, it's always a good time. On a Saturday night, you get to see Sidney Crosby, Jake Gunsel, um, Chris Letang, whoever else you want to name from the Penguins. And... That game, we just fell flat. Like, we played poorly, and 
there's so many different things you can say. You can blame this player or that player. You could blame the coaching, whatever you want to do. There was just a lot of blame being thrown out there. And towards the end of the game, of the 4-1 loss, a jersey is thrown onto the ice. Yes, you heard correctly. A jersey from a fan, or a supposed fan, is thrown on the ice. And this set our fan base on fire because it did multiple things it went viral first of all and it gave our fan base a bad look even worse than we've already had and our fan base once again was divided over this because half the fan base thought that this was a good idea that someone had to throw in the proverbial towel and and say this is enough i'm not going to support this losing something needs to happen So whoever threw that jersey threw it on there with the purpose of getting attention. Whether it be the players, the coaching staff, or management, or ownership. And it clearly caught their attention. Because the very next day, on Sunday, it was a day off. You know, it was a normal Sunday. Nothing special. I was doing some shopping with my family. I'm sure you probably had your own things going on. And then within... I don't know, the 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock range of the evening, there's rumors that are being put out there that Travis Green is going to be let go and Bruce Boudreaux is going to be brought in as our new head coach. And this was really confusing because most times when you fire your coach, you just put in your assistant coach as the interim coach and then you find a new coach possibly in the offseason. But with this, it was like, no, Travis Green's going out, Bruce Boudreaux's coming in, which means something was in the works, or Bruce Boudreaux knew that as soon as Travis Green was going to be fired, he'd be coming in. And that was a, a big move to get Bruce Boudreaux because he is a coach with a pedigree of success and has a reputation that, you know, he motivates players and he brings the best out of them when things are going south. And that's exactly what is happening with this team. Because we have a talented team that is not performing to the level that we are used to seeing them perform. Especially with the likes of Elias Patterson, Brock Bezer, etc. So Bruce Boudreaux comes in, Travis Green is out. Um, Nolan Baumgartner, one of our assistant coaches, is also out. And within a few hours, more things are being put out there that this won't be the only big move of the night. And a lot of big names in you know the sports media... Um, industry where we're saying there was a good chance that Jim Benning our general manager was going to be fired as well and this came as a huge shock because nobody expected this to happen in the same night both their head coach and GM getting fired and he inevitably is fired and a bunch of names are kind of put in a a group where they're going to take over in a interim GM by committee approach which is perfectly okay because those names are all names that have different levels of experience in the management in the management world for the Canucks you know you put Stan Samuel who's been with this team not only as a player but in the management aspect he's pretty much the face of this leadership group now and then you got Ryan Johnson who is a former Canucks player and was most recently our GM of our AHL affiliate in Abbotsford so he's brought up, and then we have, or we had at least, Chris Gear, who was brought into the fold, um, Daniel Henrik Sedin, and uh, 
likely some other names that maybe haven't been put out in public. And the main task now is to collectively work together and, and find out exactly what this team needs to do to win. So we have a new coach, we have a new group of um, interim general managers, if you want to call it that. And there's just a lot of things happening so quickly. And nobody can really believe what is happening because we weren't expecting this to happen, especially having to lose, you know, two key components of our coaching and leadership group just gone. And I will say, you know, in the eight seasons we had Jim Benning, it definitely was underwhelming, um, for lack of a better word. Two playoff appearances um, with him as uh, as coach, or sorry, as general manager, rather. And only one playoff appearance for Travis Green. We just didn't get the job done. That's, that's all you can say, really. And I, I want to be, you know as supportive as I can because these are two guys that did lose their job and you never want to see anyone lose their job especially with what's happening in the world right now but we did need a change and I'm happy to bring in Bruce Boudreaux because he will work wonders with this team and honestly as I record this we've won four straight games with him as coach you know fans are already loving him he's brought a new style of, of coaching to this team He's fit in perfectly with the fan base and media already. The, the players seem to love him. There's just a lot of things going well right now. And we definitely hope to continue on this upward trajectory. And just recently, a few days ago, we bring in Jim Rutherford as our president of hockey operations, which was a big role to fill because our most recent one was Trevor Linden, a fan favorite and he left because of some kind of disagreements with uh, ownership. So the president of hockey operations essentially is, is a, a b- really big role because they oversee a lot of the management aspects. And Jim Rutherford's main task right now is to find us a permanent general manager going forward. Right now, we he's the interim GM and we have that other group of, of individuals who will work together and make sure all the different um, components um, are, are filled and, and done correctly. But we will be looking for a general manager in the future, someone who ideally is young, but also someone who has experience either as an assistant manager, maybe has some kind of scouting background, someone who knows where and how to find talent. Because that is crucial to being a general manager in the NHL you can't just make trades and pick up guys off waivers you need to be able to draft and you need to be able to think for the team's future and we have a bright future we have a good young core and we have some good complementary pieces to that but there's a lot of things that have plagued this team especially with how Jim Benning did his management of the team by handing out contracts to players that maybe weren't so ready for those contracts if if you want to think of it that way or you know the ill-advised um, trades of certain players and there was a time when we were praising Jim Benning for bringing in Tyler Toffoli and we had good success with Toffoli on the team he had chemistry with the all, most of the players he played with and then at the end of our playoff run in 2020 poof he's gone he doesn't hear much from management and he's pretty much left in the dust to find out whether 
he's going to be coming back or not. And that has been a big issue with this team for a long time. Just the lack of communication with players, with the lack of communication towards fans. And that's what Jim Rutherford's going to do. And he's going to pretty much bring in a new a new era of of, ma- of Canucks management. You know, a lot of guys, inclu- including Chris Gear, were let go. So it, we're looking at a fresh start with whoever our, our new general manager will be. We're going to have Daniel Henrik and Ryan Johnson, um, and Stan Smeal helping out. And it's exciting because we needed this fresh start for a long time. And there was a lot of mediocrity. There was a lot of things that just didn't go our way and when things don't go your way you often have to look at at changing it up a bit and we didn't just change it up a bit we changed it up a lot and we need to make sure that these changes work out for us because fans are getting impatient because it's been 52 years that we've been an NHL team and we haven't had any success of it we've had three Stanley Cup finals appearances most recently a decade ago in 2011 and nothing since two playoff appearances with Jim Benning and it was just unacceptable the way that this team has been built with the guys that we have with Bo Horvat now in his what seventh or eighth season he deserves better he's our captain he's a guy that fans and, and players love to to have and we don't want to lose players because that because of past mistakes affecting us in our future you know, this team deserves so much better. And we're starting to see that. We're starting to see a shift. The players definitely seem to have a little bit more jump in their step with, with Boudreaux as the coach. And they seem to be having more fun. And fans are having fun again. So we're definitely heading in a in a good direction. We beat some really good teams in the last few, few days, really. We just beat Carolina um, just last night, as I record this on a Monday night. So there is a lot to be hopeful for. But... The Vancouver Canucks are a team that are built to win right now. And that's going to be an interesting thing because we have players who are definitely cornerstones for this team. Thatcher Demko, Quinn Hughes, Elias Pettersson. And then you can add Bo Horvat, Brock Bezer to that mix. Whether JT Miller stays beyond his contract and, and resigns with us, if he, be, if he truly believes that this is a team worth staying for, that remains to be seen. But I'm excited for the future of this team, as as always. You know, I've always been excited going into every season. And I always have the belief that we can make the playoffs. And the playoffs are definitely attainable this season. There's, it's not, you know, uh, an impossibility. There's still a good chance we make it. And we're heading in a, in a right trajectory at the right time. You know, we have a lot of games this month that we need to be winning. And we beat Carolina, we beat Boston. Those are two good teams. And we play a lot of good teams coming up. In a week's time, or within a week at least, on Saturday, we'll be playing Toronto. And that's going to be a very entertaining game. I I really think that we can pull off the win. If we continue to play at this level, if we continue to play with intensity that we have, I think things will go our way. And one of the reasons why I'm... St- Still so excited for this team, even after all the dismal results and you know all the the things that have happened, you know, on and off the ice, is because of you know how Bruce Boudreaux spoke to the media in his introductory press conference, and 
he's really endeared himself to the to the media and to the fan base already. You know, they already have fans singing, you know, Bruce, there it is. And and it's been really good with him so far. But he said something that really stood out to me, and that's, you know, not getting ahead of yourself and, and diving into the long-term goal, which is to make the playoffs, obviously. What we need to do, especially at the position that we're at in the standings, use the short-term goals, and that's winning the week. And that's, you know, that could be three games in a week. And if you win two out of three, that's great. If you can win three out of three, by all means, do it. But if you win the week, that gives you the confidence going forward to continue to play well at a high level. And that's something he's done throughout his career as a coach, coaching with Anaheim and Washington and Minnesota. He's been a part of some very different teams, but he's brought out the best in some players that maybe weren't performing at the level that they normally perform. And he's made changes that have maybe benefited some players. Already, in four games, Brock Besser scored three times. And prior to Boudreaux coming in, he was in a huge slump. He wasn't playing the way that he normally play. And we've seen it before. You give Brock Besser time and space to shoot the puck, he will make you pay. Matt Murray knows that exactly. Elias Patterson, when he came to the league, was a dynamic player, and he really gave himself a name. And a lot of people are saying this is a guy that can easily be a top 10 center in this league when he's playing well. And, you know, this season he's kind of had something going on. I don't know what it is exactly, and I definitely hope, you know, everything's okay with him. And a lot of it has to do with confidence. And maybe when the team isn't performing well, that that really adds a burden to the players and it adds more pressure to them because they feel like they need to pick up the slack and they need to do something to get the team over the hump and Elias Pettersson throughout the season and especially last season I think he's been a lot more hesitant to shoot the puck and apparently it's some kind of issue with you know the sticks that he's using I don't know exactly but he has a lethal shot when you put him on the power play in that spot that he's always in and he gets that one-timer, he makes you pay if you don't block it correctly or you don't save it because he has a really good shot and he's a player that makes others around him even better. And I think the confidence will slowly come to him. He's starting to find his way a bit and he is playing with you know two players that are somewhat out of his comfort zone with Connor Garland and Vasily Podkolzin, but I, I like that line right there. And I think... Boudreaux is going to work with Pedersen and all the other guys and, and figure out exactly what we can do to make this team play at 100%. And I'm excited to see exactly when we get to that point because it's it's going well right now. Like they're, they're winning games, which is definitely what we can ask for. But at the same time, we can't get ahead of ourselves because we have played teams that have played a lot of games recently. Um, they're playing on back-to-back, so... There is that, but a win is a win, at least in my books. And we're getting the points, and we're climbing up the standings slowly but surely. And throughout the rest of this month and the rest of the season, we still have a lot of work to do because the destiny is in our hands. We, we can't rely on other teams to magically lose five games in a row so we can leapfrog them because that's very rare. But if we continue to win games and we show the league that this Vancouver Canucks team is ready to make a name for itself then we're going to be in a good position going forward. 
And even if there is no playoffs at the end of the season, if we don't make it, that's that's okay. You know, I know the goal is to make the playoffs. We want to see playoff hockey in Vancouver again because it's been a while. But the key part to this is the future. And we have a bright future. It just needs to be built correctly. And I trust Jim Rutherford along with the Aquilinis and everyone else in the ownership and management group that they will come together and, and help out this team um, in finding a general manager who can put together a good core going forward. Um, but yeah, that, that pretty much captures you know what I wanted to cover for the Vancouver Canucks in the last few weeks. As I record this, this like I said, this is a Monday night, so there are some big games coming up, and I will kind of talk about those in the next episode. But I will take a quick break, and we'll get back into another segment that is important. It doesn't necessarily have to do with hockey, but it does feature some Canadian teams. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that first segment on the Vancouver Canucks. I talked a lot about what's been happening on and off the ice for the team, and I tried to capture as much as I can about what's been happening just so you can get a brief overview in case you haven't kept track of all the changes that have been made. Now, I know there's a lot of Canucks fans listening, so I just want to give you a heads up that each week will always have three segments. And I can't always guarantee that there will be a Canucks-related segment. And if I do have a weekly Canucks segment, I'll have to play around with the time limits on everything. So if you do want a weekly Canucks segment, let me know. And I'll dedicate a portion of each episode just for Canucks talk. And it may not even be going into detail like today's one was. But I can talk about... Various games that have happened since the last episodes and talk about the results, talk about what's happening with the team. Obviously, between now and the next episode, a lot can happen. There can be a lot of things happening behind the scenes and I'll try to cover as much as I can uh, and keep you up to date in the world of Canucks Nation. Now, for this segment, I want to talk about something that's also sports-related, but has a wide-reaching impact on a global level, and that is the FIFA World Cup. And I want to talk about this because we're about a year away from the World Cup. Actually, it may be happening around this time. I don't know exactly the dates, but I do know it's in December because it got moved from the summer of 2022 to the winter. And that's because the weather conditions in Qatar are extremely dangerous in the summer, they wouldn't want to risk anything happening to the athletes, so they moved it to December, which is odd timing, but it's the World Cup. I, I, I can live with that. And I'm excited for it. I'm always excited for the World Cup because it's it's a huge event. It's one of the world's biggest sporting events. I love watching on TV. I try to watch as, as many games as I can. Obviously, with it being in December next year, that may be a problem with school and exams, but... I mean, I'll probably end up making time for it anyways. 
I've followed the World Cup for quite some time. I'd say the first World Cup I really kept track of was 2006, back when Italy won against France. That was the time when there was the infamous Zinedine Zidane headbutt. And I've watched every World Cup since then. I've kept track of who's who and what teams are the favorites and what teams are the dark horses and, you know, kept track of all the stories because the World Cup is, it's like a movie, you know, it tells a story that there's a lot that we know about soccer slash football, but there's also a lot that we don't. And we always hear these names that come up throughout the tournament that we haven't heard before. And one name that comes to mind out of all the World Cups I've watched is James Rodriguez. And he is from Colombia. He's one of the world's best soccer players. And the 2014 World Cup, he made a name for himself in a huge way because he he didn't necessarily come out of nowhere because Colombians knew who he was. He was a good football player. It was just that to people outside of Colombia and people who don't watch soccer slash football all the time, they wouldn't exactly know who he was. And he really helped Colombia, you know, make take that next step. And he had some amazing goals, and he was one of the most exciting players, and the world really came to know who James Rodriguez was. And every World Cup has this. They have the player who rises to the top, and we have the team that shocks everyone and is the underdog like we saw with Croatia in the 2018 World Cup. There's always so much to look forward to with the World Cup. And one of the reasons I'm excited for next year is because Canada may be in the World Cup. Right now, they're at the top of their qualifying group. And they're in the group with USA, Mexico, and some really other good teams. And I'm confident that Canada will make it. And I'm super excited to see what they can do in these remaining six qualifying games because... It's, they're ready to send a message that they're ready for the World Cup and they're ready for the world to see that Canada is a soccer nation. And for the longest time in past World Cups, they've, they've struggled to qualify and they just haven't had the quality that they have now. And Canada's always been known as you know, a hockey nation. Um, we haven't really shown that you know we're, we're taking soccer too seriously but now we are we're growing the game where we have three teams in the mls which is north america's primary professional soccer league we have a canadian premier league with teams all across canada and we're growing the game to to people who are interested and we're seeing a lot more people come to canada to play soccer if it gives them a chance to to make it to the next level and we have a good young core right now in terms of the men's team Alfonso Davies who's played for the Vancouver Whitecaps and currently plays for Bayern Munich we have Jonathan David Kyle Lahren Tajan Buchanan a lot of good young players who will be cornerstones for this team going forward but we can't forget how good the women's team was during the Olympics because they're the Olympic gold medalists after all they had an amazing tournament obviously Julia Grosso with the tournament slash gold medal winning penalty kick and they really showed that they're serious too and 
both the men's and women's team have made us proud throughout this year and it's exciting to see just how good we can be in the future and Canada has a really good chance of making the World Cup and a handful of teams from every continent gets a spot and obviously more teams from Europe make it and they give a handful of spots to South America and Asia and they try to cover as much ground as they can but Canada can easily be matched up with the likes of Brazil or England or France depending on who they get grouped with and you might say right away if we face a top team there's no chance for Canada but there always is a chance you can never give up on the Canadians they've they've managed to surprise time and time again and I'm excited to see what they do in these remaining six games because it will be a message sent to the rest of the world if if they manage to do well and finish on top of the group that's going to be huge for us gaining confidence going into the World Cup and another reason why I'm so invested in this World Cup is because of the chance to see so many good players and there's a lot of great young players in the world right now that we're starting to see and we've seen teams qualify for spots already and there's some teams that are still in the playoff rounds that are having to play a game that may send them to the World Cup or may send them home and one of those matchups happens to be Portugal versus Italy and it's absolutely absurd that only one of those two teams will make it to the World Cup it's sad that the European champions Italy who had an amazing European tournament this summer didn't automatically get a spot and I'm not saying that because they didn't play as well but I personally feel like if you're the European champions there should be some kind of way where you're guaranteed a spot because you are the best team in Europe now obviously the FIFA World Cup isn't just teams in Europe it's teams from all over the world but I I personally think that having Italy potentially not make it is not a good look and they didn't make it to the past World Cup either so it's it's definitely upsetting and the other reason or the other way to look at it is that Cristiano Ronaldo and Portugal may not make it and this may be the last chance we see Cristiano Ronaldo represent Portugal at the FIFA World Cup stage because he is getting older he is human and although he has been dominating for Manchester United He's showing that, you know, age is no limit on, on anybody. And he's really proven the doubters wrong. But we should be seeing both of these teams in the World Cup. They're two of the world's best teams, two of the most exciting teams. And they have had a lot of success in what they've done in international football in the last few years. The World Cup is always must-watch TV. It's always going to break records and... I know next year, the timing may be a little odd, but I know people will still gather to watch those marquee matchups and and hopefully celebrate with the loved ones, regardless of who their favorite team is. And the World Cup will definitely be something that will bring out the excitement in in international football and in just sporting events in general because aside from the World Cup we have the Olympics to look forward to early 2022 although there are some underlying controversy and tension with that 
And then we obviously have, you know, the yearly sporting events that happen, like the Super Bowl, the World Series, NHL and NBA playoffs, etc. But this year has been an amazing year in sports. You know, we, we got a lot of our our leagues back and we got fans to go back. So we've been really blessed to have sports again. And we've seen a lot of amazing moments in sports, not just in hockey and soccer, but in a, in a lot of sports, basketball, football, whatever you watch and support. And I know next year will be an exciting year for for sports. I'm looking forward to it. I, If you couldn't guess already, I just love sports. That's That's all there is to it. But for this segment, I just wanted to talk a bit about the World Cup. Let, let me know what your thoughts are on the World Cup, who you think are the favorites, because there's a bunch of teams. Let me know what you think about Italy versus Portugal. Let me know what you think about anything soccer-related. We'll get those on future episodes, but that's the end for this segment. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed these past two segments. I know it's been a heavy emphasis on sports, especially if you're not a big sports person. I apologize for that. I'll try to keep more of a balance in future episodes where you're not overwhelmed or bored by whatever I'm talking about. But this segment right here, it's a completely different focus. We're going to shift gears into what I think will be the most entertaining part of each episode, in my opinion, because... We'll be talking about things that are controversial or strange or unpopular. And it has a lot to do with the name that I gave this podcast. So before I get into the segment, I'll give you a quick story on on why I gave this podcast the name that it has. So not too long ago, when I was coming up with all the logistics of this podcast, I needed to find a name and I found it extremely difficult because... This podcast had so many elements I had to cover, so I couldn't give it a general hockey name or a general sports name because we're still covering things that are outside of sports. So I asked a friend of mine for some advice, and he told me, whatever you name the podcast, make sure it reflects your theme or what you're intending on doing. And I said, well, it's going to be harder for this because... I want to cover sports and pop culture and social issues. And then he joked around and said, so you're basically trying to do your own radio show. And I said, no, it's not a radio show. It's a podcast. And then he looked at me with another puzzled expression and said, well, that's a bold choice. And at that moment, I was confused because I don't hear people use the word bold in their daily vocabulary. It's usually odd or strange or weird. So I asked him why he used the word bold, and he said, well, bold choice pretty much captured what your idea is. And from that moment, I realized I, ha- I had the name I needed because me coming up with the podcast, it's it's not a normal choice. It's, it, it's, it is a bold choice, if you want to put it that way. It's not something I would normally do, nor is it something that you would expect from me to do. And I decided I would name it the Bold Choice Podcast. So it kind of encompasses everything that I've 
I've tried to do and talk about different things and different perspectives and different opinions. And that's exactly what this segment is going to be. So the third and final segment of every episode will be specifically the bold choice segment because we're going to talk about things that are controversial and things that maybe you believe that some people agree with and some people don't because there's always issues like that where it really divides the room and for today's episode I have two in particular one is kind of a minor problem that I have with with something that's happening these days and another one is more of a general and broad issue that I want to get your your take on so the first issue has to do with the timing that we're in right now and that is the holiday season and and no before you start getting to your assumptions I'm not the Grinch I I love the holiday season I love when everyone's in a festive mood I love Christmas music but only when it's played in December and that is exactly what my bold choice for this segment is it's the fact that people are playing Christmas music literally minutes after Halloween is done like as soon as it hits midnight and it's November 1st people are pulling out their Christmas trees and putting on their Christmas sweaters making eggnog and and putting Christmas music and it it doesn't make sense to me because I don't think that's the appropriate time to be getting ready for Christmas and I know there's no official time to be getting ready for Christmas it could be a week before it could be you know in the summer whatever your preference is but I personally don't like hearing Christmas music so early in November. My ideal time to get ready for Christmas is around American Thanksgiving, which falls in, I believe, the last Thursday of November, if I'm correct. That usually gives us about a month until Christmas. And I think a month is enough to to be in the holiday spirit and to listen to Christmas music and to put up the Christmas tree and do all the holiday shopping that's that's necessary. That's why Black Friday and that long weekend and Cyber Monday exist, you know, to, to do the shopping. Now, obviously, here in Canada, we don't celebrate American Thanksgiving. I mean, some of us do celebrate American Thanksgiving, even though we're not American. But we have our own Thanksgiving in October. And it's weird timing, but I think... If you're going to play Christmas music, do it at least after Remembrance Day, November 11th, you know. And I don't want to go into a grocery store or a retailer and and hear Christmas music on like November 2nd when I'm buying something for my birthday. I, it just seems odd. And Christmas music is something that I, I do love. I do love listening to Christmas music. It's just the timing of it that that gets me in a sour mood. And I don't know, maybe I'm the only person that thinks this way. Maybe I'm overreacting and maybe it's just me, you know, being the Grinch, for example. But there has to be a balance. Like if you're going to listen to Christmas music and get in the Christmas spirit, it should be a lot closer to Christmas. It shouldn't be closer to Halloween when you start, but... That's just my opinion. I'm sure you all have your own opinions and experiences with it. Maybe you're someone who plays All I Want for Christmas is You as soon as midnight hits on November 1st. I I don't know. But in my experience, I would play 
Christmas music and kind of get in that holiday spirit after American Thanksgiving, because that's when I believe that is when the unofficial holiday season starts. And for my other bold choice, it's not necessarily an issue that only affects me, because it affects a whole generation. And this has to do with this current generation of, I guess, university students or university graduates and social skills. And I was reading an article just last week about students in the United States who are in that 18 to 25 range who are essentially struggling with their social skills. And a lot of it has to do with what's been happening this past year and a half, two years, however long you want to call it. Because with this pandemic, a lot of us were at home and couldn't work or go to school or see friends. So we're pretty much restricted to the confines of our room or our home and, you know, unable to socialize with people. And for pretty much an entire school year, most people were doing online classes. So through Zoom or other forms of of technology. And there was that lack of social interaction where... You know, you get put into breakout rooms on Zoom and nobody wants to talk because it's just awkward. You're looking at a screen and nobody wants to initiate the conversation. Where now, things are open again. You know, bars are open, clubs are open, sporting events, concerts. They're all, you know, good to attend as long as you're vaccinated. And people are slowly getting in the habit of of socializing again. You know, I I see a lot of people um, that I haven't seen that were at home and kind of in the same boat as me. They they weren't able to socialize. They were kind of just with their family and kind of stick to their bubble. And the article pretty much said that the young generation of students are really struggling in the ability to create conversation and to hold conversation. And it affects a lot of aspects of their lives, you know, in, in going to school and applying for jobs and in the dating world as well and I find this extremely relevant because I'm quite soft-spoken I'm somewhat of an introvert I I like to consider myself an extroverted introvert if that even makes sense where I am quiet and you know keep to myself but in the right situation I'm more outgoing so it depends on who I'm with so when I'm with my family or friends you will see a different side of me where I'm more outgoing, I crack jokes, or, you know, I'm kind of the the life of the room, if you want to call it that. But young people are a lot more hesitant to be social because they kind of just want to stay to themselves and stay to their friends. And we're kind of consumed by technology where a lot of our conversations happen on social media rather than face-to-face interaction. And I, I agree with this. I message my friends through various forms of social media. Sometimes me and my friends will have three or four different conversations based on three or four different forms of of messaging. You know, one might be through text, one might be through Facebook Messenger, one might be through Instagram, one might be through Snapchat, for example. And we're all talking to the same person, but different topics. And it's it's funny because I'll respond to the messages and I'll think, how did this topic get over here and how did this topic get over there and 
the article also mentioned that it's affecting our dating life, if if that kind of makes sense. Because 10, 20 years ago, people would go up to someone in a bar and, and talk to them or buy them a drink and, you know, get their number and, and go from there. Where now, people are on online dating and people are hesitant to leave their social circle to to just wander off and talk to a random person that may or may not reciprocate and i think of it this way if if i were at a bar and i had a bunch of open chairs beside me and you ask me to have a seat beside you then i'd say yeah if if you want to sit by all means have a seat but once you start talking, then I get confused because you have to have a seat, not a conversation. And I know that, that might be a little arrogant of me to, to say because if someone sits beside you, there's a good chance they'll probably look in your direction or at least say hi or, or create some form of small talk. And that usually is the case. But, you know, if they're going to tell me their life story and, and just pour out all their problems without me saying, oh, yeah, sure, I want to hear what you, you, you're going through, then that's an issue. And we live in a world where we're scared to talk to people that we don't know, you know because we're afraid of repercussions. We're afraid of, you know, saying the wrong thing and, and just making a fool of ourselves. And it's difficult for people to get past that. And like I've said, I've wanted to make this podcast so I can grow out of my old habits and to step out of my comfort zone and and be more outgoing and social. And a lot of that has to do with me having to talk to you guys. Even if I can't see you, I'm still talking and, and, and hoping that that this is some form of conversation where you're hearing what I'm saying and eventually I'll hear what you're saying. And I really like this article. It, it was a wake up call because our generation is flawed in a lot of ways, especially in our social skills, where we struggle to hold conversation with each other. We we lose interest in what we're talking about. And especially younger people, younger than, than me, for example, they don't even know how to hold conversation. You know, like if I were talking to a younger kid whose face was buried in an iPad, they wouldn't say you know, a bunch of things to create a conversation. It would have to be me saying, how's school? Or, you know, what are you playing? What game is that? And get a response from them. And usually it's, you know, a a simple answer where they just answer your question and then they continue on with whatever they're doing. And kids are, they're so consumed by technology. And it's happening at such a young age too, where you're seeing five-year-olds able to search things on YouTube or how to do things on an iPad, change the settings, or put in the Wi-Fi password, or you know, decline calls if they're using their parents' phone. <laughs> but it's interesting to see just how it's going to affect the future generation in terms of how they interact with others. Because you can say that they're the Zoom generation. A lot of kids, you know, haven't really had a meaningful experience because of this pandemic, where you know they've had to stay home and haven't gotten the chance to to meet other people. And a lot of people have had their university experience affected by this pandemic as well, where they've only spent a handful of weeks or months on campus because they didn't get a chance to to spend their first or second year on campus because of the pandemic. 
And I want to know what you think. You know, do you think that our generation is screwed because of our limited social skills? Or is it a case-by-case scenario where some people are different than others? Because I know there are people who are more outgoing, more social. They're the life of the party. And there's always going to be that one person in every friend group who you can rely on to be that that social person. But not everybody is going to be open to going up to a stranger and, and asking them how they're doing and having a conversation. So let me know what you think in regards to that. This pretty much covers my bold choice segment for this episode. Normally, it will have one bold choice, and I'll I'll be sure to check on, on what you think is controversial or what you think is an unpopular opinion that you want to discuss. And we'll keep it to one, unless there are multiple ones that need to be discussed, like today. But for the purpose of this one, I talked about why Christmas music shouldn't be played before American Thanksgiving and I talked about how our generation as students and those coming after us have no social game and it's going to affect us going forward. That covers this segment. I'll be right back with the conclusion and the end of this episode. So that brings us to the end of today's debut episode and I just want to end off on a personal note just for a few minutes to thank everyone for not only getting this far in the episode um, but for everyone's patience and support over the past few weeks and, and even months really because I really struggled to find the time to record and to make everything happen um, obviously with school and work it's it's been a little hectic over the last few weeks especially but I, I wanted to get this first episode done definitely before Christmas um, just so you can get a glimpse of what to expect. And in terms of future episodes, um, you will know when you will be getting your episodes. I'll, I'll make sure that there's a proper schedule that's being followed. And I'll have to work within a certain time frame of recording things. So that is that. But I also want to express my heartfelt thanks to everyone who's been so kind and supportive over this past few weeks. Especially to those who listen to the test episode I know that was kind of a rough sample of of what to expect and what I'd sound like Um, and it was all Canucks talk so I had a few people who don't really know anything about the Canucks who told me like I should have warned them that it was going to be about 30 or so minutes of just Canucks related um, talking but for this you know exactly what I was talking about and I'll always break down the topics that I'll be covering at the beginning of each episode so you know exactly you know when to fast forward if 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 that's what you want to do that's perfectly okay and it's good that I got this episode out um, before the end of the year because I want to go into 2022 with a lot of optimism and a lot of excitement and we'll definitely have uh, two more episodes before the end of the calendar year for sure and going into the new year, um, I'm really excited because I have a lot of topics planned. I have a lot of guests who are ready to share their perspective on things. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And, and maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. Maybe I'm not. But I'm, I'm truly excited for this because this is a huge step out of my comfort zone. But it's, it's a step that I'm completely okay with taking. And we'll see where it takes me and how I, I grow from this. But... 
like I've said, thank you, thank you um, for all your support. Um, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Leave me some comments or messages about what you thought, what I could do better, what I can add or remove, what works, what doesn't. Uh, I want to know because I want you know these next few episodes um, to to be something that you're excited for, something that makes your day or puts a smile on your face. And I've said this throughout the episode. This podcast is not just a normal podcast about sports or about pop culture. It's going to have a little bit of everything. And I'll try to make it as as different and unique as possible because there's nothing wrong with being unique. You know, we're, we're all born in this world to stand out. And this podcast won't be any different. It'll be something that will be a safe space for everyone. It'll be a place where we can share our thoughts about all kinds of topics and all kinds of issues that we want to talk about and we should be talking about and we'll see exactly where it goes but for now thank you so much uh for listening to today's episode i hope you enjoyed it you know where to find me on social media there's also the official tiktok twitter and instagram of the bullet choice podcast that you can find so be sure to follow those for more information and thank you for tuning in until next time take care everyone